Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of About to Review. I'm your host, that guy named John, and I'm joined by Andy once again. Hey. Hello, Andy. So this is the last of our SIF uh, Seattle International Film Festival 2016 coverage. So there have been two other episodes dealing with SIF, the past two episodes, 10 and 11. So definitely go check those out. On today's episode, Andy and I are going to talk about three films that we saw. Three films each. Three films each that we saw. Just kind of give you brief synopsis. A little taster. little taste. What we thought of it. And then, of course, we will review each film. John, did you have a, any particular <laughs> um, philosophy on, on how you go into the festival? Uh, philosophy going into the festival, I do. As in, I want to see unique creative things that we might not get to see in, mm-hmm. in other places. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that kind of mirrors what I look at, at something like SIF, uh, which is in, an incredible film festival, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, my goal is to avoid as best as possible anything that's in the English language and also to avoid anything uh, made in um, America, Australia, uh, England, and um, what else? I'll avoid anything which has, a, uh, has distribution already. Yeah. And so, because again, with a festival like this, so we pulled up some, some metrics for the Seattle International Film Festival 2016. So there were 421 films it's incredible. <laughs> during this festival. It is massive. And if you guys get a chance to come check it out, I mean, it goes on for... It's like almost, almost, weeks, no, 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 no. Oh, it's no, almost, no. almost four weeks Almost long. four weeks, yeah, yeah, if you count all the festivals and the, and the galas and everything. So... Yeah. Definitely check it out, but this was actually my first film festival that I really got to kind of go into and see a lot of films. How long have you lived in town, John? That's well, no, shocking. I, yeah, it is. But I got to see quite a few films, and that was great. Uh, a very, very small percentage of the 421 <laughs> uh, films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, some other quick uh, numbers to hit you with. 85 countries were represented, 54 world premieres, 29 features and 25 shorts. Uh, 27 U.S. premieres, 181 features, 153 short films. I mean, the list goes on, and it is, it is incredible. Yeah, it's it's more than any one person can take in. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean literally, it's way more than any one person could take yeah, in. Yeah, there were. I went to some of the press screenings at 10 a.m. during the week, and there were definitely people who. We're there, but there was a 10 a.m., a 12 p.m., and then a 2 p.m. press screening. And yeah, there were the people that were they were camping out. They were going to all three. But then, after the 2 p.m., then you had the regular uh, festival show times that started at like 5. So if you want to, you can start going to movies at 10 a.m. and not be done until, what, 9 Oh yeah, easily, and I think they had late ones too. And plus, there was there were venues all over mm-hmm. Seattle, and they went into some of the surrounding uh, towns as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so, huge, incredible. So, if you want to take some time off uh, and come to a film festival and see movies literally all day, come to the Seattle International Film Festival, and you will have that opportunity. So, all right, so I'm going to start off uh, with my first film, which is Queen of 
Ireland. This is an Irish movie. It is in English. Sorry, Andy. Mm. Uh, but it is it is a tremendous movie about Rory O'Neill uh, and his alter ego, Panty Bliss, this drag queen. And the film, I had the chance to sit down with the director, producer, and star, Rory. That would be episode 10. Going to throw back there. Uh, and the movie takes, it is a feature documentary that is about Rory's life. And in the middle of it, while they were filming, it turned out they became a critical uh, driving force towards marriage equality in Ireland. And that kind of changed the focus of, of the documentary. But it was it was a tremendous film. The visuals are great. Rory, after getting a chance to like sit down with him, is just as genuine in person as he is on screen. And sometimes that is not the case, just in general, with creators, with directors, actors, producers. And that is totally sometimes fine. Sometimes they're just really are not as interesting as you think they're going to be. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, he was just a really great guy, really welcoming. And so the film, you know, this feature documentary that, you know, he is the focal point of takes you through his journey, uh, through kind of some archival footage from when he was a kid growing up in an incredibly small town, uh, Ballinrobe, uh, Ireland. I do not know the county, but very small town, Ireland, you know, recognizing that he was different from a young age and then kind of growing up and recognizing for him to grow, he needed to get out of that small town. So he went to London first because that was kind of the hip place to be and then from there he went to tokyo and that was where kind of his drag self was born in these crazy japanese drag clubs that sounded incredible uh and then trying to think about some other uh the director connor horgan did a fantastic job and he had a tough task because they had already been cutting this movie and putting things together and then they got the DVD of Rory's childhood of all these videos. So Connor had to then piece together all of these, you know, archival footages while still building the current story and just did a tremendous job. How long was the, the, the creation of this movie? Because documentaries can sometimes take forever to put yeah. together. So this was, from what I remember Connor saying, it was like five or six years yeah. that it took to do this. Because in general, documentary oh filmmaking God, is so hard to make documentaries. Oh, don't, and then, don't do it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> or if you do it, make sure you have a large bank account yeah, where you the, can just kind of... Uh, make sure the trust fund is, is pretty sound before you do this kind yeah. of thing. And Connor actually said when it came to that archival footage, that came in like the midnight hour. They went to back to Ballinrobe, where Rory is from, and you know Rory's mom kind of handed him a DVD, and they had converted those you know, VHS tapes or you know, eight millimeter, you know, film onto this DVD. So then Connor was like, this is gold. Where do I put this? Mm. So, yeah, I mean that, so it took a long time to get made, but it, it was incredible. Um, very, very, uh, well done movie. Um, the rest of the people in the movie were also really great. It kind of, again, talks about his time in Tokyo and the people that kind of influenced him. So yeah, onto my, rating system which we will be doing each and every episode if we're talking about movies or tv shows or something <laughs> that needs to actually have a rating uh, this is the five star rating wrong right? oh. uh this is the 15 thumb rating so from planet blargon 7 they influenced me on that 
Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, no, there are three choices when rating things on this podcast. Good, bad, or ugly. Those are the only three choices. How does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Uh, good is anything that you you know enjoyed, that you would go see again, that ranges from that all the way to fantastic. Bad is, it, it was all right. You know, you would have a hard time recommending it, but you do not regret seeing it. Ugly is just avoid, <laughs> avoid at all costs. Do not go and see it. Um, there might be one of those in this episode. We shouldn't. We, well, no spoilers. No but, spoilers. Um, we, sh- there we shouldn't. They, there should be very few of those because yes. the the craft of filmmaking has come such a long way, hasn't it, John? Look at how political <laughs> Andy was with that. Um, and so, to my rating for this movie, Queen of Ireland, uh, it is an absolute bona fide good. I highly, highly recommend this film. Uh, they are doing kind of the festival circuit. So try and try and catch up with it. You can find uh, Rory on Twitter at Panty Bliss and then Connor Horgan is just at Connor Horgan. So follow them and they definitely they're really good about updating where in the world they are. So that was my first film. Andy, what you got? Okay, um, uh, unlike John, I'm going to really make a stab at the pronunciation of of these movies in the language. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> uh, unfortunately, my Catalan is not necessarily all mm. that it should be, so I'm going to call uh, my first film "Ladoptio," without the uh, without the Castilian f- on the <laughs> right. sound. Uh, and in English, they've named it as "Awaiting," mm-hmm. which is not. Uh, the translation of really? Ladoptia. I'm going to guess Ladoptia is the adoption. Anyway. Ah, okay. But it does kind of tie in. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So here's, here's, a, here's a film where the makers decided, let's, let's work in uh, f- at least four different languages so that absolutely nobody can understand everything that's going on in this okay. movie, including we who are making it. This was shot um, in Spanish and Catalan and Lithuanian and English. There may mm. even have been a little bit of Russian thrown in there as well. Well, uh, so it was certainly a, a multicultural experience. And the basic, uh, without sharing too much of the plot, mm-hmm. the basic idea is that a, a childless couple uh, flies from Spain, presumably um, mm-hmm. Barcelona or somewhere like that, to Lithuania in a quest to adopt a child as you know, uh, you know, this is a story we, we all know either, th- you know, through personal experience or you know, family or friends or something like that. Find, wanting to find that child, not having a child and mm-hmm. so, so such a tough, tough time. Uh, and, and, and it's so important. And when you go abroad, oh my gosh, you, 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 you are doing that to avoid some of the bureaucracy in your homeland mm. because it can be so hard to right. adopt, let's say in America. Mm-hmm. And then you find, there are so many other potential problems that you can have in countries where you don't understand the system. You don't understand even mm. the language that you're yep. working in. And so you have to work um, uh, uh, with with an intermediary, which is what the, this couple do. Now, is this real quick? Is this fiction? Is this documentary or is this a movie? I- well, the, the uh, don't quote me on this, but okay. I believe the uh, director, Daniela Ferman, um, mm. sort of based this you know on some of her experiences so it's not okay. it's certainly not a documentary a fictionalized account kind of mm, sure okay. based, on a, based on a true story if you like sure. um so yeah so the the 
childless couple has to work through an intermediary who is the kind of person that in this situation you really need to be able to trust and they don't know (laughs) if they can trust this person. So they, uh, I mean, sort of the, the narrative arc of this is this couple full of hope uh, and a little bit of concern um, facing uh, an increasingly frustrating time with dealing with the bureaucracy and uh, an endemic uh, corruption in this country. Mm. Lithuania does not come out of this movie looking very good, I have to tell you. Yes. <laughs> corruption at all levels, including all the people that you think that you should be able to trust, they have, uh, have problems with. Um, you, you, are, there, are there redeeming Lithuanian characters? Maybe <laughs> without, without well, going into spoiler a little territory, bit, a little bit. Okay. I mean, sort of. There's a couple of people who you think, oh, this is this is going to turn out even worse mm-hmm. for the couple, and 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 it's like, oh, oh, thank God that somebody comes out okay. of here from Lithuania as as being relatively helpful and and wanting to be, you know, you know, f- seeing the pain in in this couple and wanting to help out at that point in okay. time. And and you think, I mean, obviously this sounds like uh, mostly a fairly dark movie, and it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not without humor. Uh, there are okay. a couple of kind of like light moments in uh, in the movie. Um, it follows a fairly predictable narrative arc, okay. I would say. But that's all I can really go into mm-hmm. um, with this. Uh, and in terms of uh, the rating, um, mm-hmm. uh, it was it, uh, it was very well acted. Um, okay, <laughs> all of the all of the characters were done uh, very well, and and sort of even the the people who were you know the ostensible bad guys who are basically the lithuanian people um <laughs> sorry lithuanian <laughs> if i, I have any sorry. lithuanian listeners yeah, this is not me speaking here this is, this is the filmmaker <laughs> um again they they act that all the actors uh, in in all the different uh, languages and nationalities they they're all really well done um the movie itself is really well shot it's uh it could fall easily into melodrama mm. and I think for the most part avoids that. Okay. Um, so I, I will give it a fairly, fairly enthusiastic good. Hmm. All right. So I was just checking my, my uh, downloads for the podcast and I do not have any downloads from Lithuania. So I think you are safe. <laughs> I'm so closest country is Romania. Um, and that's really far away, John. All right. Yeah. Well, geography uh so good all right moving on to my my second film which is the english title is news from planet mars now i i will try the french pronunciation and i will probably make a fool of myself uh and if you have listened to the last episode episode 11 creator conversations every creator i talk to uh, I let them pronounce the name of the film because I did not want to disrespect it. This one I will try. Okay, news from Planet Mars, 2016. De nouvelles de la planète Mars. Um, I, I think it's going to be planet. What did I say? Planète. Planète. Yeah, <laughs> from the plantain Mars. <laughs> something to do with bananas, then. <laughs> right. Okay, so this was directed by uh, Dominic Mull and starred uh, Francois Damien who is a very famous French actor. How would we know him in America? Uh, good question. I would not know. Okay. Um, I had to find out who he was, but apparently he has done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, from Belgium, originally born. 
Uh, but yeah, so this movie centers around uh, the main character. So Francois Damien, his character's name is Philippe Mars. And he's kind of a run-of-the-mill office worker that then starts having these crazy things start happening around him, driven by this eccentric coworker that has kind of his own office way in the corner that nobody wants to work with. Uh, and he is just a really weird kind of stereotypical IT guy, you know, antisocial has a bunch of weird mannerisms and through him, Philippe then kind of starts to kind of break out of his shell and not really by choice. When you say crazy things, are you talking about realistic things or fantastical things? Uh, both. So one of the things, uh, as Philippe Mars, you know, this very put together, you know, man in this company wears a suit, you know, he is sitting across the table or across a little desk from this new coworker and he looks down and the guy's not wearing shoes. So Philippe says something and he was like, why aren't you wearing shoes? He was like, I, I feel like I suffocate if I wear shoes. I feel that way. Right. <laughs> Actually, Andy's not wearing shoes I'm not right, wearing now, shoes right so, now. <laughs> uh, and then starts talking about how much he hates uh, the boss of this company. And as he starts talking and talking about how much he does not like him, pulls out a cleaver, a giant meat cleaver, and starts kind of tapping his thumb on it. And Philippe is like, uh... Freak you, you, Yeah, are you okay? And he's like, oh, this helps calm me down. So... Very eclectic, eccentric guy hmm. that directly influences Philippe's life in a, in a physical manner. Um, so, but through that, this is this essentially is a family drama hmm. that mm -hmm. definitely is humorous. I mean, it is it is a comedy. Um, so Philippe kind of has his family, a daughter and a son. It is pretty formulaic in that the daughter is super smart. You know, kind of. A student, the son is kind of emo and just kind of does his own thing. Um, but it was, it was funny. There were some interesting visuals that were never explained. Hmm. So Philippe starts having visions from kind of the beginning of him in a spacesuit. And I went into this film, like I think some people should go into film festivals with this, just go in blind. Try not mm -hmm. to watch too many trailers. Mm -hmm. Try not to read anything about it. Just go in. You know, experience it as a surprise. So I went in doing that. So when it first started and he is in the spacesuit, I was like, cool, this might have something to do with Mars. Uh, nope. Nope. Not, so, not I mean, so. It, I mean, it, it's starting to sound a little bit like uh, Michelle Gondry. I have no idea. Who would I, how would I know that? Uh, Science of Sleep. Oh, uh, okay. Gabriel, yeah, yeah. Gail Bernal does, yep. uh, has done a few films with him. Yeah. And is so, it in a similar fashion? Similar like that, where there, where there are those interesting visuals that come in that play a part in the movie. Uh, Philippe starts having a lot of visions of his parents mm. throughout the film. And they're kind of a driving force. But it is never really explained if these are new visions, if these are things that he has had since his parents passed away. Like, okay. So it, those were kind of interesting. Um, anyway, it was just it was an unusual family drama. It reminded me in a completely different uh, type of movie to Happy Feet. Do you remember that? I do. Okay, so bear with me. Wait for it. <laughs> where is the connection so, here? I don't know. Where it starts out being kind of this like funny movie where you have some ideas of where you think it might go, and then it hits it's you hard with the like hard environmental mm. angle, and you were like. 
what am I watching right now? <laughs> this one kind of does that. The, the son wants to become vegetarian or kind of does become vegetarian. And that is a catalyst for the kind of turning point in the second act hmm. that then takes the movie down that path. So it was, it was an interesting movie. And again, with film festivals like this, seeing movies that make you think, seeing movies that you might not you know, see going through Netflix or even at the regular cinema is, is nice. It is something different. So overall I would, I would give this a good, uh, there was nothing about it that really took me out of it or that I thought was kind of weird. The characters are genuine. Some of their actions bothered me, but they were true to their characters. Um, but it was, my rating is, is a good, uh, it, I definitely, I don't see any reason why I would, why I would give it a, a bad. Okay. So that was that was my second film, uh, News from Planet Mars. Okay, well, my second film is a Czech movie, um, and I'm going to try and pronounce it oh, as here we go. Rodiny Film, um, no, which... That one's not that hard. No, well, I don't, well it could, <laughs> because, I mean, I really don't know if that's what it's supposed to be. Um, in English, uh, they have it as family film, and I haven't checked to see whether that translates, but I can't mm-hmm. see any reason why they wouldn't translate it uh, to uh, what it was. Director was Olmo Omerzu, and uh, <laughs> no, one more no, time. No, 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 no. <laughs> and uh, and uh, there is one person in this movie uh, that that folks in who who are more familiar with American uh, mm-hmm. movies m- might actually recognise uh, Carol Roden. Um, he mm. was in. Uh, he was the, one of the bad guys in uh, Guy Ritchie's Rock and Roller. Okay. Uh, he was also in Orphan. And a couple of other. I mean, he's he's always pretty much cast as a bad guy. Hmm. Um, Did uh, that stay true for this movie? Well, as it happens, well, not <laughs> not really. I would okay. say. I mean, it's. Um, let me. I'll, I'll give you a, a brief yeah. synopsis. So, basically, this is a, a pretty uh, uh, forward-thinking family. It's a, a family of uh, parents, kids, mm-hmm. teens. And uh, the the parents decide to go on some kind of adventurous uh, sailing trip in the oh gosh I think it's the East Indi- Indian East Indies uh, <laughs> Indian Ocean uh, Pacific right. somewhere they're, they're, somewhere over there one of the large bodies of water <laughs> one of the places they were going to visit was Christmas Island anyway now were they t- just the parents or with just the family the par- well not just the parents the parents and a dog the family dog so which kids confuses me yeah the kids they're like alright kids have fun yeah, we gotta go sailing well uh, that is essentially what they did yeah the parents mm. and the dog go off uh, sailing for a period of uh, time don't know exactly how long it's going to be but it's going to be a while because you know what it takes a while to sail from uh, island to island Um, the teens are left to themselves with the 18 year old daughter essentially in charge and as things do in uh, stories uh, something goes awry what Uh, how shocking (laughs) i know well i I mean maybe nothing would should happen in this movie but no no actually something happens Mm. in this movie can't tell you what it is um but basically both the um the parents and the kids have uh situations uh, to deal with Mm-hmm. Um, and how old is the son? So the daughter is. I think 18. the son is uh, fifteen. Okay, so he's he's right in that troublesome age mm. for for male uh, teens. Uh, you know. <laughs> basically, yeah, basically. Um, so 
that's that's the essence of of the story. It's a um, it's definitely moody. Mm-hmm. It's definitely pretty dark, and um, it's it's very uh, very. I, I can't say pretty, but it's shot hmm. really well, cinema, cinematographically. Oh my gosh, I should wow. be able to say that properly. Um, it's 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 really nice to look at. It's visually really nice to look hmm. at. Um, again, it's not bright. There's not an awful lot of bright colors. It's it's kind of like muted colors, but you can you can shoot muted colors in a really uh, uh, effective fashion. And the the, the yeah. cinematographer in this movie uh, does it very very well. Now, so is a lot of it kind of going back to that muted. Is it a lot of it? outside like landscape shots of this but, sailing yeah. well okay. both both i mean sort of there's there's interior shots mostly with with the the teens mm-hmm. and uh, the the exterior shots with with the parents mm-hmm. um yeah again i can't go into too much detail without giving too much stuff away right and um, because it's a very it's a very simple essentially it's a very simple story um parents abandon their children <laughs> there you go <laughs> well uh, which is yeah i mean that that is one part of it i mean and that does come up you know, as a question mark is mm-hmm. what kind of a parent, what right. kinds of parents leave their teenagers at home for extensive periods of time uh, to do something which is not without risk, you know? Mm-hmm. So a couple of uh, little nitty gritty things about Criticisms. the movie. Maybe, maybe, maybe not for some people. Okay. Um, they, there's a lot, it's, it's a little bit slow. Okay. Um, so it's a, definitely a slow burning kind of movie. Um, yeah, there's, there's not little, like from beginning to end because like, there can be slow burn movies that are totally enjoyable that in kind of that like later third act. Yeah. Have something kind of that. No, no. I mean, sort of it, it maintains a, a pace oh, throughout okay. the movie, but it's not, I, I didn't find it to be a painful pace. It, it's <laughs> just, it's just a little bit slow. I'd say, gotcha. I mean, they, I think they could have speeded it up just a tad. And one thing also is that they have a, a series of some fairly long uh, shots, uh, some mm. of which focus on the dog the family dog (laughs) (laughs) and again i can't really talk about it Uh but i mean sort of there's there's some pretty long shots on the dog which probably could have been edited down by about 50 percent and we would have gotten exactly the same Hmm. message and understood exactly what the director was was trying to get across now was okay i'm trying to wrap my head around that was the dog used in such a way where he was kind of a, a focal point was to the then dog focus. A metaphor. Yeah, I mean, for something like that, or was the camera focusing on the dog, but there's like a simple background, or was it just kind of there? I can't tell you. I'm sorry. Okay, you're gonna have to go and see the movie. I mean, I, right? I, I'm, I'm trying to. I, I, I did struggle with is the dog some kind of a metaphor mm-hmm. for for the family or yeah. the, the the story in general, and. I'm not. I. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. The the, the dog was a dog in its own right, essentially. Hmm. I mean, it was a. It was a th- almost like a third parallel story. Again, I don't want to spoil the movie. But yeah, and that is one thing. So with that, in the next couple of movies, and even the ones we talked about earlier, we're not going to spoil these because some of these might not be getting, you know, a wide release. So if you get the chance to see them, you know then do that but yeah we're not going to spoil anything because i mean of course if 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 they don't get any kind of release we could have spoiled them completely and uh that is yeah. true. <laughs> but anyway so uh, to to review um despite the, those tiny little criticisms mm-hmm. of it i actually really 
uh, quite like this one. I found it mm. really quite watchable, and uh, I, I definitely have to give it uh, a good. Okay, solid. So far, so good. <laughs> see, see what I did there? Uh, yeah. So, moving on to uh, my third film that, I, that I'm going to talk about. Um, this one is a Spanish film. English title is Spy Time. Uh, Spanish slash, slash Castellan title is Anacleto Agente Secreto. See? Breezed through that. That's pretty close. Uh, yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, this is another one where I was very fortunate to actually sit down with the director, uh, Javier Ruiz Caldera. Uh, that was on the last episode, Creative Creations, um, and talk about this film. So go check that out if you want to hear the actual director perspective. Now you're going to get my perspective on it. Uh, this movie was definitely a send off or send send up send off of like James Bond like send up send up that, that still sounds weird but all right send up we send it off you want to put it in a package and then send it off no, <laughs> right, no right. you want to send it up there you go ha, so, ha, 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 ha. A, <laughs> a send up of kind of vintage James Bond movies uh, from the intro to. <laughs> Uh, yes, Andy. Well, I was going to say, so uh, how does that compare to the um, Jean Dujardin movies? Um, uh, I can't remember the beginning of the of, uh, um, Nest of Spies, uh, mm. where he plays... Um, he plays guy. essentially a French version of uh, a James Bond. Hmm. Did you see um, those? Maybe. I cannot remember that off the top of my head. Uh, okay, you should need... I mean, you, actually, you should see him to make that comparison, really. Yeah, sure. So in this one... Uh, yeah, definitely pays a lot of, you know, homage to those classic, uh, James Bond films. The basis or the base of this movie is actually a comic book from the sixties called Anacleto. And he plays this kind of bumbling James Bond spy, kind of like, uh, what was that? Uh, get smart. So similar to get smart in the sense of, you know, yes, he does go on crazy spy adventures. Yes, he, you know, has all these cool tools and access to secret bases. Does it work very well? Or does it, like, is it is it a fully functioning, seamless machine? Not quite. Not really. Um, but it was, it was tremendous. Like, uh, you were talking about the kind of cinematography of a mm-hmm. family film. This one is gorgeously shot, uh, especially like right from the beginning. Um, it is in this expansive desert in Spain and, you know, he drives up and there's this big action sequence, like the cold openings of the classic James Bond or even mm. the current James Bond movies. But it is in this bright red car. He's in a signature, you know, black tux and it just, it is so sharp and just really, really well done. Um, the other thing that is well done is the fight choreography mm-hmm. and, when I was speaking to the director, he was saying that Spain is not really known for action movies. So he growing up loving American action movies, you know, now that he got this opportunity, he was like, great. (laughs) So the fight choreography is really tight and he used the actors for almost all of it. I think all of it. And when I asked him about that, he was saying that basically that was a budgetary thing um, <laughs> because when you have to bring in stunt people and you have to do this and you have to figure out a different way to shoot the fight scene. Um, but this one, I mean, the fight scenes were one of 
one of the many high points mm-hmm. uh, in this movie because it just it felt natural. It felt visceral. Um, but the kind of overall overarching story is Anacleto, the the secret agent, which is what the uh, speaking of translations, the Spanish title is basically <laughs> Anacleto's secret agent. English spy time. So yeah, close yeah, enough. Close enough. Um, it is him basically 30 years after the comic book ended. So he is still a spy. He is still kind of the, <laughs> I will say the aging spy. Uh, yeah. And I will say he is the best spy within this organization. Oh dear. And, but he, I mean, he is definitely good, but like that was the things is just how, uh, all of the characters in this, like his villains, are all older. They're all around the same age mm. and he has been fighting them. You are basically led to assume his entire career. Right. So that was just, it was just really well done in that way. It's slightly different. I, I, I yeah, I just picked up, um, what the Jean Dujardin uh, mm-hmm. movie is, uh, it was OSS 117 Cairo nest of spies. And then there was a, 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 a sequel mm-hmm. OSS 117. Uh, I forgot what it is now, but Oh, um, that guy, that guy from the artist. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I probably yeah. I think I saw those. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was almost like a Cluzo of of right. spies. Yep. And is, I mean, is this similar? Uh, not quite. This one takes it more seriously. Okay. So Cluzo, you know, the classic Peter Sellers movies. Those ones were over the top, kind mm-hmm. of silly. Yeah. This one is a re- this is a really funny movie. Framework. I would actually compare it more to, um, like the Leslie Nielsen movies, like. Uh, Naked Gun, mm-hmm. Airplane, where you take actors, you give them crazy lines, you know, that are really funny, but you have them do it as if it is a straight performance. Really straight, yeah. So that makes it even more funny <laughs> when all this stuff is happening and this over-the-top, you know, villain who he has been after then, you know, his career, it just, it was it was really great. And then his son, Adolfo, then starts to learn kind of who his dad is through this series of events, um, who his dad really is. Cause he has no idea that he is a spy. He grew is up- there anything that you didn't like about this movie, John? I mean, I'm not, not Honestly, foreshadowing your, your writing or anything, but, um, um no. Wow. Like this, th- this movie, I will not go as far as to say that it was, you know, an absolutely perfect movie, but it was, it was really close. Like this movie is just, it was really tremendous. And the best part is, uh, this is as far as I can tell the, only movie that we at least are talking about that is available right now video on demand it is on netflix under spy time so yeah you can watch it as soon as you listen to this episode um not surprisingly i will go into my rating Hmm. this was a tremendous fantastic funny movie that i yeah i could not think of anyone not liking this movie, so I will give it a very, very strong good. Excellent. Although this is starting to sound a little monotonous, all these goods. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> all these that, was... goods. that must mean that every film in Sif is fantastic. All 421 films. It's incredible. How do they pick them? Wow. Yeah. That, that being said, before you go into your third movie, the, the curators of all these films, like the Sif staff, that it is their job to then go out and find all of these. I have to give them some props because 421 films does not just happen. Like that takes a lot of work behind the scenes of reaching out to these creators and 
getting them in there. So, yeah, hats off to them. Ditto. Okay, so um, we're going to go on to my third film, and mm-hmm. I am going to I'm going <laughs> to slaughter the the Ooh, uh, natural title of this movie, which is a time movie, mm-hmm. um, which may have been called something like Maha Samu, like Susan. <laughs> I don't know if that's anything close to what it is. Uh, the English title is The Island Funeral. Right. Um, and, and again, just to check. Uh, yeah, please find if down- we have any Thai, <laughs> thai listeners. Check my downloads. We, we won't have any Thai listeners possibly possibly after this. Uh, we do not. Nope. Oh, well, no okay. no Thai, thai oh, listeners. We have, right. we have one. Can, I'm free then. We have I'm free one person to speak down- my mind. <laughs> downloaded it in Japan. <laughs> No, uh, like, but as far I'm sure I'm not big fans. As far as so. the Asian countries, yeah. So no, you're All safe. Right. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so here we go. Um, this is a, a movie directed by uh, Pimpaka Tawara. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's anything Sorry. close to. <laughs> I apologize to the director for this. Um, and if, I hope Sif doesn't mind, but I'm going to just read a little bit of, of how they described it. They described this as mesmerizing terrifying Mm. and that it's subversively genre bending journey that ends with the discovery of an unexpected society it sounds fantastic doesn't it doesn't that sound like the kind of movie that you'd want to go and see that sounds like a perfect film festival movie because you're like those are a lot of adjectives that make this sound really appealing really interesting doesn't it it? and (laughs) why would i pick something like that uh, a movie like this because Mm -hmm. of descriptions like that and to be fair to sif they're not the only people who gave uh, this kind Mm -hmm. of a a really fascinating sort of review um the stranger which is a local weekly gave it a good Mm -hmm. review variety hollywood reporter they all gave it really pretty darn good uh reviews and i personally um, mystified, mystified <laughs> by those reviews. Again, I'm, maybe I'm foreshadowing my rating a little bit here. Right. But I, this movie, well, uh, synopsis, <coughs> uh, uh, synopsis. So basically there's, there's uh, a trio, a brother and sister and a family friend are making this journey to, to, to visit a, an aunt in i think the south of the country or something uh that they hadn't seen for a long time and and has been i mean i don't know about mysteriously disappeared but basically has been out of contact for a a, a long period of time um which again sounds like the the possible setup for uh an amazing adventure instead of (laughs) instead of a you know basically a, a drive in the car uh, towards okay. where they're going to go. And again, sort of the, from the descriptions that you read, read about this, it makes it sound like, you know, they come across all kinds of weird, wacky adventures and startling discoveries and things like that. Whereas mm-hmm. they drive their car and there's a few cutaway shots to some soldiers going into a house. Nothing actually happens in that house. You just see the soldiers going into the house. And um, then does it, now does it cut away or does it stay? Yeah, no, I mean, it goes, it goes to like a completely different scene and you see these soldiers who you never see ever again in the movie but it's just like maybe it's a scene setting kind of thing to to build tension but out of context it really i mean and when that's the only thing it does nothing for you Hmm. um same thing you that they you know there's a a break to uh, some guy who's kind of kind of got a look a um a menacing look on his face Hmm. and he's just kind of like but he doesn't actually ever say anything (laughs) and so why is he going to menace maybe that's how he always looks Maybe he was right. unfortunately born with a face that looks menacing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, what so a- it, it goes. To, so that scene that shows him, the, mm-hmm. the menacing face man, yeah. yeah, 
is it a long scene or is it something where they just kind of show it? It's pretty it? long. It's these these are the, some very you know pretty long shots of you know, like um, camera on guy, right? Camera on guy, camera on guy, looking menacing. Mm-hmm. Okay, is he going to get on his scooter? Yeah, maybe he will. Mm-hmm. Okay, nope. he's on his scooter now. Eventually, uh, moving off really slowly. This is a very slow moving Mm. movie (laughs) and when i say slow moving i don't mean just in terms of plot i mean everything in this movie moves really slowly Mm. they walk the characters in this movie walk bizarrely slowly i mean there is no reason for them to walk this slowly but they do there's a uh, i found it a a funny moment in the movie in which uh one of the character the 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 three main characters are following menacing guy on the scooter (laughs) and one of the one of the characters in the car says he's he's going so fast and then there's a long shot Mm -hmm. and it's evident that the scooter is doing no more than about 20 miles per hour and you're thinking (laughs) this is (laughs) he is blazing out of here this is is this supposed to be funny but no it's not supposed to be funny um so yeah eventually uh they you know so they they, again there should be some kind of amazing adventurous uh travel but no they drive then they they get really worried about I don't know what. There's no reason for them to get particularly worried about anything, but they, they, they have a building tension. They get on a boat. They go to an island. I'm not going to spoil it mm-hmm. you know, with spoilers because I don't know what I could spoil uh, in, mm. in terms of the plot. Okay. Um, nothing, nothing really happens in this movie. Nothing really happens. Yes, sure, they go from one place to another place. They meet some people. That's pretty much it. The, um, mm. Now, was it... Was it pretty? I say that because this is a this is no. a movie filmed in. Can I just, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> just I, I, you don't even need to carry on. I mean, Thailand uh, from <laughs> from the brochures. <laughs> I've not been there, but right. from the brochures, it looks wasn't it look like a fantastic place to visit. Mm-hmm. Sunny beaches, temples. tropical temples, yeah. m- lots of colors. Somehow, the cinematographer has managed to make it look like an industrial zone in terms of how, I mean, sort of, as I said, in, in family film, there were muted, muted, uh, colors and it fit the film really, really well. Even, mm. even, even though they were traveling, the, the sailboat was traveling in sort of uh, tropical seas. It, that worked this, uh, in, in, in this film, uh, Island View North, it doesn't. Um, mm. so what else? So the cinematography didn't like it at all. Right. Yep. It was incredibly slow moving. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting acting was terrible. Oh, okay. All um, right. I'm sorry. And I, I feel bad. I feel bad. Cause I wonder if, if it's the directing, mm. uh, or if it's the acting. And I think it was maybe both the acting and the directing. Um, there's, okay. a, and it wasn't helped by the script. Unfortunately, those three things all kind so, of need okay. to go together in a movie. Oh, you mean the script, the director and the actors need to coalesce into something? Yeah. You huh. put the, I mean, Fascinating. you have to have all three of those things that to make a Hollywood insider, right? <laughs> If you don't have one of those things, things can go awry. And if you have, if you don't have all three of those things, they go awry immediately and mm-hmm. they stay not good the whole time. So there's the again. It, this was a a, uh, a translated movie. There were subtitles, so the the language that was used, we don't know exactly what they were saying. Okay. But there was few enough lines in this movie that it it really didn't matter. They could have been saying a Shakespeare line, but if you only have like three lines between the characters and then Mm. there's a gap of no lines, again, for no apparent reason, you've got people, they could be talking to each other. They could be saying something interesting, but they're not. They're just sitting in the car driving along, not saying anything interesting. 
So, okay. um, yeah, uh, and and sort of the faces on the actors. And again, I wonder if this is the director tells them, okay, I like that look on your face. <laughs> Keep that for the rest of the movie. Oh, wow. So no... So Okay, so some movies have character development, character arcs. Yeah. This did not? Well, like. I mean, in, in, in one sense, yes, because, I mean, the director clearly wanted them to give uh, a sense of building tension, okay. which wasn't supported by the... the Performances. The, the, well, by the plot. Oh, I mean, okay. You, know, so they, they, you couldn't really sense why there was this building tension. So there was a building tension in the characters, at least, at least one of the characters was having a hmm. building tension. But the I mean, sort of the two of the three main characters, their faces literally didn't change the whole time in the movie they had they had one look and that was huh. it and it was the lines were delivered in in one particular way um again i i i don't know if this was the actor or the director who specifically said you know this is what i want but i mean yeah oh. so so you and i have both worked with directors before every now and then they do a take and you could be saying the lines perfectly right and the director would just be like do it one more time mm-hmm. like just do it a little bit differently mm-hmm. Do you feel like that happened at all? Well, that's the thing. I mean, the director could, uh, I mean, they, the actors could have been doing a fantastic nuanced job and the director said, no, 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 mm. take, take it down. Take it down a couple of notches. <laughs> right. No, 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 take it down five one, more one, notches. One more. Yeah, one no, more. no, you almost got, no, five more. Okay. Um, so, yeah, mm. I, honestly, it, it's really hard to tell. I've, I mean, the director has to take some responsibility yeah. for this because Absolutely. if it's not looking right, they need to say, you need, I need something more from you. I need something different. Give me something different. And the director, I've, I've got to say, did, can't have said that to the actors i or they yeah because you a director can work with actors and actresses who maybe we're not up to the level yet but the director can make them better perfect example requiem for a dream mm-hmm. marlon waynes is not known as this fantastic actor he is funny but not known as fantastic mm-hmm. darren aronofsky made him fantastic mm-hmm. because again that was a director who yeah, I mean, he cast him. He was part of the casting, I am sure. That whole time, you saw Marlon Mainz as a completely different actor than in anything he has done. And it takes a good director to do that. So, yeah, you're right. It might be the actors who were great, but it was they were confined by the director. Perhaps. Perhaps. But, <clears throat> yeah. I... I, I interesting so so okay so i've been going to sif for a long time now Mm -hmm. probably at least 15 years maybe maybe 20 years Mm -hmm. and previously i'd had uh, 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 had really good luck seeing movies mm-hmm. I'd only ever seen one movie uh, which I was almost ready to walk out on okay. Island Funeral joins that, that small pantheon wow. of movies which if I hadn't been with other people I, I could have walked out on it and not felt bad I, w- mm. I mean, I would have had to disturb other people in it. Right. And excuse, I got, me. I, me. Excuse, yeah, me. excuse me, pardon me. Yeah, excuse me. But you know what? If I, if I had done that, I probably would have been joined by a bunch of other people if wow. what I heard after the movie is anything to go by. People were mystified by this movie and not in a good way. Mm. And here's the problem. Is that <laughs> if oh, you, the, the if, problem? This okay. is, no, well, this is the problem. If you build up a movie with a really great write-up, r- I remind you, mesmerizing terrifying those those words mm-hmm. build up something you have an expectation if yeah. you if you don't give it that kind of uh, a build up 
if you have an expectation, if they say a slow moving, um, you know, character driven, Mm -hmm. nuanced (laughs) performance, you know, then you get, okay, this is going to be a slow movie. I better get used to that idea. Um, but no, uh, um, this was, the buildup was way too high. And I honestly, I don't know what these reviewers saw in it. And I, challenge the listeners to watch this movie mm-hmm. and 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 get back to us about whether they thought it was mesmerizing and terrifying seriously mesmerizing equals sending you to sleep okay if it means <laughs> wow i'm just drawn into this mm-hmm. movie yep. no i'm captivated you know exactly so uh it's going to be no surprise mm-hmm. that that uh, this uh, episode of about to review is not going to have an all goods in this mm-hmm. this is going to be an ugly, an absolute ugly. This is one of the, sorry, one of the worst films I've had to sit through wow. in my life. One of, wow. the, one of the worst five, I would say. Oh, top five top of five. all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, Andy and I see a lot of movies. <laughs> that is, wow. It's bad. Okay. So, no, not just bad. It is ugly, ugly. my friend. Yeah. I'm sorry, Pimpaka Tawira. Yeah, and I was trying to look up. I mean, I looked him up to see if there was anything else that he, she, I think. Oh, she, sorry, uh, had done that maybe, but it just it's a lot of shorts, a couple other features. So, yeah, I mean, so there's not really something that maybe we could compare it to. Maybe we could compare the subject matter to something else. I don't, I don't think I could uh, force myself to watch anything else by her. Interesting. I mean, if you paid me something, John, maybe I would. But maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so. To recap real quick, uh, my three movies that that I talked about were Queen what were was was Queen of Ireland or Queen of Ireland <laughs> grammar anyway uh, Queen of Ireland which is an Irish film uh, I absolutely gave that a good uh, next one was News from Planet Mars which is a French film um, I gave that a good but not a super enthusiastic you need to go see this when it comes out good but it was it was definitely not bad like there was nothing bad about it it was just it was good um and then my last one was spy time which fantastic so definitely definitely a good and that is a spanish film um yeah so th- those are my three <laughs> andy remind uh, us of your three that my you- three my my three were the catalan spanish lithuanian english uh, that was languages i think it was just a catalan spanish right. movie uh was awaiting which i gave a fairly enthusiastic um good on uh the czech movie family film which i also gave a fairly enthusiastic mm-hmm. uh, uh good on and the thai movie island funeral which i gave an absolutely unreserved <laughs> ugly yeah. So no holds barred on that uh the island funeral <laughs> review. I'm not ashamed of this. Yeah, that that one was was pretty visceral. Um okay, so to the next uh actually real quick before for going we we did, you know, uh talk about Sif a little bit before, but just one more time I do want to say that the Sif staff, like the the work that goes into putting on a festival of this size is incredible. And so we do encourage you. I mean, if you you know live somewhere where they only have a film festival that is two days, it might be over a weekend. Go check it out. You know, absolutely go see something that you might not again get the chance to see, possibly ever again. Like it might be one of those rare things where, like you go to you know bumper shoot or you go to a different other music festival. That band you see, they might not be touring that often. So definitely go to your local film festivals if you get the chance come to sif mad props to sif yeah i mean it, it very very well done so 
All right, now that that is over, we're moving on to the shout-outs section of the show, uh, which is for the people who have left five-star reviews on iTunes. Now, iTunes has been having some difficulties lately, so I was sent a screenshot of this review, uh, and I do trust him that I actually will be posted on there at some point. He or her. Uh, well, it is from Tim Hall, oh, okay. uh, who has been on the show a couple of <laughs> times. So this one, as opposed to the other two that I, I read that I was not sure of. So uh, Tim Hall wrote, awesome. <clears throat> wow. Tim Hall wrote, awesome. It just it choked me up. It was so powerful. Oh, oh, uh, me too. The review, John reviews films, games, and other things he's passionate about. I love that it's a podcast about a variety of things. One week he'll review something you're familiar with, and the next week he'll introduce you to something or someone new. John and his guest have great discussions and challenge the ways to, to look at things you enjoy. I can't wait to listen to more. So thank you, Tim, uh, for that review. Hopefully it does show up on iTunes because that would be fantastic. Uh, Tim is at The People's Critic on Twitter, and he, yeah, I'm going to bring him back into the studio and we'll do an episode here coming up. Uh, so yeah, that was the shout out. Thank you again. If you give a five star review on iTunes, I will read it aloud on live by live. I mean, live recording that will go up days after we record it. Um, and you can find the podcast at about to review on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Andy, are you ever going to get on Twitter? No. See, I even thought about creating a Twitter handle for you, <laughs> but then I was like, then I would have to monitor it. I would have to post on it because, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to, you feel free to do my social media for me. Absolutely. Go ahead. Mm. Go crazy. Yeah, I, I might not do that. <laughs> uh, and then if you have any questions um, or comments or ideas for future episodes, that is a big one. We would love to hear, you know, some things that you would like us to talk about. You can email those to the show at about to review at gmail.com. Uh, this has been the last of the SIF wrap up episodes. Next week, we will go back to your regularly scheduled programming. Um, do you want to talk about any new movies that we saw recently? Not really. Not really. All right. Well, we saw two of them <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Out of the Shadows, and Now You See Me Too. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of weird going yeah. from like these like indie, artsy, you know, foreign movies to then going to summer blockbusters. It was kind of a weird switch that we did recently. It was, uh, oh, but yeah, we will not really talk yeah. about those. So that has, this has been, uh, episode 12 of about to review. I have been your host, that guy named John. And I've been Andy. It's been a pleasure. Excellent. And we will see you next time. <laughs>